Nobody wins unless everybody wins. This is your time. We're in this game. An impossible goal. These guys are good. Scary good. And this crowd is going bananas. As they say in hockey, let's do that hockey. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the last regular season edition of Line Change, the NHL betting podcast from the Action Network, presented to you by our sponsors, BetMGM. My name is Michael Leboff. Joining me, as he has all season on this roller coaster ride, is Nick Martin. Nick, we had a, a good day in our last episode. Nailed some bets, so we're going to look to go into the playoffs riding that momentum and i have just the way to do it we always start the show with an underdog our favorite underdogs for the upcoming slate which is in this instance thursday april the 13th and it's pretty hard for me to decide which one i like the most so i'm gonna go with an underdog round robin i'll name them for you right now and then as we go through the board we can go a little bit deeper my round robin will likely be detroit montreal well i'll say who they're playing it's detroit against uh Tampa Bay, Montreal is taking on the Bruins. Then you have the Ottawa Senators, who will be playing in Buffalo. The Arizona Coyotes, who will be hosting the Canucks. And likely, I'm going to decide on either the Predators, the Carolina Hurricanes, or the Columbus Blue Jackets. It will be Columbus if the Islanders win on Wednesday night, because then that game becomes meaningless for Pittsburgh. If the Islanders win, then it would likely be one of the Canes or the Predators. But those first four are cemented in Detroit, Montreal, Arizona, Ottawa. What about you? Okay, so my favorite, not quite an underdog, but I I think it's a really good play. And I wanted to get this one in and my best bet in. So I went with the Predators, their price to pick right now versus the Wild. Mini is dinged up. I'm surprised they played the guys they did the other night. Because if you looked at it logically, I know teams want to tune up. But if you looked at it logically, they were not moving out of third. If Dallas or uh, Colorado did anything in their final three games, they couldn't get out of third. So I think there's a good chance that Minnesota ends up with a really bad roster in this game. I think that's possible. I like the chances that Nashville kind of sees out the season. They're eliminated now, but I like the chances that they kind of see it out in good form in this spot. Worst case scenario, Mini puts together a surprisingly good roster. I'm not going to be mad that I have a pick ticket in a game that is pretty much going to be a coin flip with how Nashville's played lately. Soros has been amazing. That's another narrative that I like in this spot. I don't know if he's really in the Vesna hunt, but I think he'll start and he'll make a good case in this game. So for me, it's just one where like at worst, it's a coin flip, but I think a lot of the little things work in uh, Nashville's favor. And then we have the chance if you get in early that you end up with a ticket that's like minus 140 by game time. So I think there's a lot to like about the Predators in this spot that will probably be a pretty uh, closely fought game anyways. Yeah, I like the Preds as well. You know, they're not going to make the playoffs, so it's a meaningless game for them, but they're at home. They're going to, the crowd's going to be behind them because they're going to appreciate the effort and the fact that Nashville, after selling off a bunch of pieces at the deadline, gave it a real good ride. They weren't eliminated until last night. So I just don't think that this team's going to take its foot off the pedal. And like you said, Minnesota has nothing really to go for here. So I'll be with you on the Predators. All right. It's a busy, busy night. So we'll go quick. Neither one of us have anything in Leafs and Rangers. Toronto's plus 110, Rangers minus 130. Just want to keep a look on the lineups to see. Toronto's been rotating guys for better part of two weeks now. Joseph Wool will likely start in goal. The Rangers will probably be heavily rotating as well. Just is not really that interesting of a game from a betting standpoint for me. The only thing you're considering is maybe like trying to target guys getting uh, increased usages 
And, you know, if you can catch outlier prices on them, that's one thing I recommend this time of year, especially the prices are all over the map with goal scores, shots, points. So make sure you're shopping around because more than ever, like I'm seeing guys that are plus 200, some books to score plus 500 other books. Like that was Michael Amadio last night. So that's just one thing I recommend. And then, yeah, take a look because like you can kind of catch some pretty favorable spots and typically it's not that tricky. So I think this is a great game to like have an eye out for that. But from a side perspective, not one I'd want to bet on at all. The Red Wings are in Tampa. Detroit's plus 190 right now. Tampa Bay hovering around minus 245. This is one that I like to put in the underdog parlay. The Detroit Red Wings. Tampa Bay logically should play a C lineup. As many people as they can rest, they should be resting in this game. They've been playing meaningless games now for quite some time and this is their last one the only scary thing is that they just played toronto on tuesday i think most people assumed because of the lineup they played that would have been their tune-up and then tampa bay did not take that game seriously so maybe john cooper says you know he doesn't trust that their game is in the right shape before the playoffs and wants to do it again but even with that risk i think you can't really trust that the lightning won't just take this one as a glorified preseason game so i think detroit Trying to close the season on a, on a high note is worth a look here at plus 190 and will be the first piece of my underdog round robin. Yeah, I like Detroit a lot. Hopefully it does work out where we get them in and uh, a really good price. Also, hopefully Larkin plays because he does really change things for them down the middle. But Tampa is playing horrible hockey, horrible, horrible hockey for like six weeks. And it's just such an interesting guessing game thinking like, how bad they truly are versus how much of it is like waiting to ramp it up. So even on that front, I mean, there's a bit of a case to say that just with how bad Tampa's playing, you get Detroit at a decent number here. So yeah, I agree. I think it's, you know, probably not going to be a terrible shot if Tampa plays a surprisingly good lineup. And I kind of don't think we see Vasilevsky unless their only logic is he let in the shaky Nylander goal on Tuesday. He wasn't maybe his best. So I don't you know, know. I, are they I wonder, that worried about him ramping up either? Like, I'd probably just be more concerned about not getting him injured in a pointless game. Yeah, I'm, I would agree with you. Like, if it was me making the call, I would say, you know, he's not going near the ice. I wouldn't even have him back up. But we just never know what these coaches and they might say, oh, well, if he didn't play on Thursday, that means he'd have like six days off and you want him to kind of be in some sort of rhythm going into the playoffs. But I still, even with Vasilevsky and that, I still would go with Detroit. It's a similar story for me with Boston and Montreal. Boston's minus 250 in Montreal. The Habs plus 200. Montreal is playing on Wednesday night on Long Island and traveling back home for this one. I like the Habs here. I mean, it's ugly. They're on a back-to-back. They're traveling. They're playing the best regular season team we've seen in maybe ever in terms of their record. But Boston's already rewritten all the records they wanted to take care of. They've won the President's Trophy. It's just... And we keep saying this about them. Like, they have generally have nothing truly tangibly meaningful to play for, but they keep winning. I think they're on a seven-game winning streak. I feel like every couple weeks you just say, oh, Boston's won eight in a row, Boston's won ten in a row. Why aren't we even talking about it anymore at this point? But when you consider that they're going to be sitting guys, they should not take this game seriously at all. I wouldn't even go into a corner for a puck if I was the Bruins. I wouldn't block a shot if I was the Bruins. And they pulled Linus Olmark out of their last game for precautionary reasons, and it looks like they're going to try to play their, their number three goalie in this one. I don't think... You can go near Boston. I actually think Montreal will give them a, a pretty good game here to close it out in front of their fans in style. So yeah, I think Montreal is a great price and will be part of the round robin. Yeah, I think it's a good look with the Habs. Hopefully, I mean, I've tried to fade Boston a lot and it hasn't worked. And in these kind of spots too, the problem sometimes is everyone's so damn good that when 
whoever up the lineup, it doesn't even hurt. But yeah, I, I do agree. I think it still is Montreal or pass. Okay, tricky one to talk about now because we don't know about the Islanders and Canadians yet. Pittsburgh right now minus 170 in Columbus. Jackets plus 150. Pittsburgh loses to Chicago on Tuesday night as a minus 530 favorite. Boy, thank you to Peter Mrazek and the Blackhawks for that. Buddy Robinson never will have to pay for a drink on Long Island again if the Islanders can take care of business on Wednesday. Here's how I'm breaking this down. If Pittsburgh is eliminated by the Islanders tonight, I think the Jackets are worth throwing in to a round robin. And it looks like it's being priced as if that's assumed. And then if you know the Islanders blow it, which of course they can because they're the Islanders, this number is going to shoot up on Pittsburgh. And the Penguins will go out and obviously play everybody. And it's a must-win game. It's all that. But if the Islanders get a point and eliminate Pittsburgh, this will be the first game since 2005-06 that Sidney Crosby... Evgeny Malkin and Chris Letang will have played where they've been eliminated for the playoffs. So it's going to be pretty hard for these guys to get up for that one. Jake Gensel's never missed the playoffs. Brian Rust has never missed the playoffs. Chris Letang never missed the playoffs. This is a a really interesting situational spot for, for the Penguins. I mean, Brian Dumoulin, you can go down the roster and look at the core of these guys that have been playing together for a while. This guy's never missed the playoffs. So an Islanders win or a point, I'm chucking the Blue Jackets into the round robin. Okay, I think that over is a pretty decent look and probably some player props. The same stars have kind of been killing it for the pens on the shot prop market, so I'll probably consider some of them. And I don't know if I see like, I don't think Crosby's the kind of guy to like mail it in for game 82. Like if he gets, I think it's- We've never seen it before, so we wouldn't know. Yeah, but (laughs) I I could see him still having a big night versus Columbus, so I might consider the over one and a half points again, but we'll see. I was two Gensel shots, which is a big miss away. I would respect that. From my career longest NHL hit yesterday. And to be fair, it involved like four guys shot props, but I've been watching the pens carefully and I think it's just a great time to get on them right now. They can't defend, so they're always attacking. Stomach is in knots before this game. All right, Senators and Sabres. Buffalo was officially eliminated on Tuesday night. Ottawa's been eliminated for about a week now. These are the two teams everyone expects to make another step forward, a big leap. In 23-24, Ottawa is plus 110 on the road. I would lead towards the Sens. I think maybe a letdown spot from the Sabres. Plus, I don't think they're going to be playing Devon Levi in goal anymore, which is a little bit of a downgrade. I just don't know what kind of chutzpah the Sabres will have for this one. And the Senators have been playing hard from the second the season started and still are. Yeah, I think it's pretty close. I thought the price looked probably about fair. But yeah, the Sens, are, they're, they're both still playing good. I wouldn't be surprised to see kind of a surprisingly good, exciting game here. But yeah, I thought number looked about sharp. The Blues and Stars next. Blues plus 155 on the road. Dallas minus 195. Dallas still has a chance to win the Central Division with a win. They have two games left. Colorado has two games left. Colorado's got one point on them. And Dallas has the tiebreaker. So it's still neck and neck between Dallas and Colorado. I think this number could end up getting out of hand on Dallas, and then you maybe can look at St. Louis, but right now it's a pass. Yeah, St. Louis has trended up a little bit. I was kind of surprised with how the Stars handled this back-to-back, because I know that Wedgwood's been really good, but I would 100% say the games, like St. Louis's home finale tonight, is the harder matchup, and it might work out because they're just that much better than the Blues, but I would have thought it was a lot more logical to start Edinger tonight and then go with Wedgwood tomorrow, 
especially because if they lose tonight, they can pretty much say the division's over. So I would have thought the right idea is to go with Edinger tonight and then see. So that's just the one note is that they do have him going and St. Louis, I guess, will probably have Bennington going because they're going with Hofer tonight. So keep that in mind, I suppose. Here's a doozy. The uh, Flyers and Blackhawks in Chicago, essentially a pick I've got nothing for this one. I kind of think the Hawks are going to win. That's just the feeling I have around it. It seems like they're playing really respectably. I'm trying not to let, you know, bias for obvious reasons because I will take a financial hit if Chicago wins this game. Well, I kind of already have. But anyways, I'm trying not to let my own personal feelings draw into it. But from what I've seen, it seems like Chicago is starting to play better. So I kind of leaning there, but whatever. What a pointless game. Hockey betting season is here, so get in on the action with the king of sportsbooks. Sign up with BetMGM using bonus code ACTION and get up to $1,000 paid back in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Arizona, Colorado, Illinois, Indiana, Iowa, Kansas, Louisiana, Michigan, Mississippi, Nevada, New Jersey, New York, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Puerto Rico, Tennessee, Virginia, Washington, D.C., West Virginia, Wyoming, or Ontario only. Must be 21 or older to wager, 19 or older in Ontario. New customer offer. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable free bets or site credit. Free bets expire seven days from issuance. Excludes Michigan disassociated persons. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona, 1-800-522-4700 in Colorado, D.C., Kansas, Louisiana, Nevada, Wyoming, or Virginia. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-GAMBLER in Indiana, Maryland, New Jersey, or West Virginia. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY in New York. Call or text the Tennessee Redline at 800-889-9789 or call 1-888-777-9696 in Mississippi. In Ontario, if you have questions or concerns about your gambling or someone close to you, please contact Connects Ontario at 1-866-531-2600 to speak to an advisor free of charge. Sports betting is void in Georgia, Hawaii, and Utah, or any other states where prohibited. Promotional offers not available in Nevada and New York. I like the Coyotes in this one. The Canucks and are visiting Mullet Arena, plus 130. The Coyotes are Vancouver, minus 150. I know Vancouver, you know, they, they had their little new manager bounce with Rick Tocca behind the bench, but we've talked about it all year long with the Coyotes, and I know that they've lost a few at home in a row now, but they still are the best team from a betting return on investment point of view at home. And this is the last game of the season for the Canucks, and they're going to Arizona State University. Wouldn't be surprised if they've come down with a little bit of the ASU flu in what is a meaningless game, and the Coyotes will probably play pretty tough here. Yeah, I think the Coyotes play tough. I'm just a little afraid. It seems like their Mugambo has kind of ran out a little bit on this home thing. I was pretty disappointed with the effort versus Seattle. It seems like they're starting to have a, a lot of flaws shining through, but who knows? That top line still looks great. And then the other thing, I guess, is what's the Coyotes goaltending situation? Are they going to give Vejmelka one more start? Or are they going to try to secure the tanking here? I guess the Canucks too, we've talked about it. They said they might get two more for Delia, but it doesn't really make sense. You'd think Demko probably wants to play the last game. But anyways, yeah, I, I didn't really have much here. We both like the Preds and Wild the Preds. So let's go to Winnipeg and Colorado. I think Winnipeg can finally take their foot off the pedal and I totally expect them to for this one. They deserve to. They should rest guys. It's a meaningless game for them. They're going to finish as wild card number two. Colorado still can play for the division, still has a point ahead of Dallas to win the division. They play Nash on Friday in what is going to end up being the last day of the regular season because of the weather 
postponements in, in Nashville and Buffalo. So Buffalo and Columbus play on Friday and Colorado plays Nashville. I think this is one where you, we're probably going to see Dave Riddick and goal for Winnipeg. Oh, I would be stunned if we don't see Dave Riddick because yeah. Hellebuck started like 13 games in a row. Yeah. So it would be pretty bold it, to play him for no reason. I when would. You were already, I want to, well, same, yeah. same situation. Like I want to dress him as a backup, right? Like you just, sure. you, you play Riddick. I think that this could be one-way traffic for Colorado is what I'm saying because I wouldn't expect Nikolai Ehlers to play after the hit he took. I would. I think there's going to be a lot of banged up bodies for Winnipeg just taking a breather after this crazy run down the stretch. Yeah, I fully agree. The Jets are kind of turning up. I thought they played really good versus I was big on them to win that game in part because I thought the Wild would end up sitting guys and they didn't. And I thought Winnipeg played really sharp. So, you know, starting to come around that maybe they're going to be annoying out in the playoffs again. But the good news is if Colorado wins this game, they can probably catch Seattle in round one, which they're probably licking their chops at a little bit. Yep. Sharks and Oilers now. Oilers can win the Pacific Division still. What a an absolute tear that Edmonton's been on. They get the overtime win in Colorado. That cashed one of our best bets last episode on the game to go to overtime. It ended up getting there 1-1, which is I don't think what people expected. Eight in a row for Edmonton now, 9-0 in one of the last 10. Two points behind Vegas, but they own the tiebreaker. So they would need a win and a Vegas regulation loss on Thursday to get to division. I mean, it's a huge price, and it's only going to get bigger. This could end up being one of the biggest favorites of the season. I'm going to be passing. I know you're going to be looking at some Edmonton Oilers props. I think that maybe an Eric Carlson prop as well, as he tries to, you know, he just hit the 100-point mark, and just puts a bow on his historic season. So those would be the only kind of things I would think about. Puts a bow on winning the North for yeah. uh, most productive defenseman that kind of plays defense sometimes. I think this is a good spot to target the Oilers. We'll see who they play, especially the Sharks. McDavid and Dreisaitl have been absolutely roasting the Sharks. And Kane, too, he had like nine shots or whatever last time. So I'll probably take a look at what I think my favorite Oilers props are. I'm sure there'll be a lot of chalky ones that do hit in this spot. So... Yeah, that's kind of my only thoughts there. The Los Angeles Kings minus 205 traveling to the pond to take on the Ducks who are plus 175. This one still has some meaning for Los Angeles because Seattle can catch them if the Kraken win and LA doesn't pick up a point against the Ducks. Look, Los Angeles is, they've kind of come off the the boiler a bit lately. So I expect a pretty straightforward effort as they try to wrap up the number three seed in the Pacific. That said, I, I got nothing on this one. Yeah, I kind of got nothing. I'll be rooting for the Ducks to get a win. It's a huge game for the Ducks. Their fans will be rooting extremely hard for a loss because (laughs) the race for last is coming down to this. So that's kind of all I've got there. I think watching the Kings roster is important too. But it it all comes down to that one. Let's go Ducks. We're for sure putting out picks on that this summer and next year on last, dead last. What a sweat. What an absolute sweat it's been. All right, finally, before we get to the top shelf bets, our favorite bets for April 13th, Thursday night, uh, the Knights and Kraken. Vegas clinches the Pacific Division with a point. Seattle, like I said, can't catch Los Angeles for the number three spot in the division. So something's still here to play for for the Kraken, but nothing of real interest to me from a betting perspective at all. No, I agree. And we'll see. It's another one. Like I'd almost lean towards... Vegas, again, they played them pretty well the other night. I think the chances are that they'll end up with a better roster than Seattle will here, but not like a super interesting game by any means. All right, uh, that brings us to top shelf bets. 
our favorite bets for Thursday, April 13. Top shelf where mama hides the cookies. I saved this game for the end, and it is one of my favorite bets because I think it is the high stakes on the board. Carolina can win the division. Florida can avoid a first-round meeting with Boston. The Panthers need a win, depending on what the Islanders do or what happens with like the Islanders-Penguins situation. But it, it, no matter what, this game will have meaning for Florida, and Carolina needs to match whatever New Jersey does in their game to wrap up the division. It's a pick I like Carolina here. I think that Florida has been playing this backs against the wall hockey for so long. They finally can take a deep breath. I think they'll probably start Sergei Bobrovsky with that being the case now. They'll want to get him some game time. And with the stakes not being do or die, they can feel a little bit more comfortable. All right, let's get this guy a game before the playoffs start because he hasn't played since March 27th and the playoffs don't start till April 17th. So at worst, he'd be 20 days off without a game. So I don't trust Bobrovsky to just come back from this long of a layoff against a team that's going to pump a ton of rubber at him and be that sharp. So I like Carolina here, who still are tilting the ice in the right direction. It just depends on what kind of goaltending and, and finishing they get on a night in and night out. But I like the Canes in this spot, even on the road. Yeah, I agree. I still, it's funny when you asked me what I thought the number would be. I, this is what I guessed it would be. But with that said, I actually still think that Carolina is more likely to win than uh Pickham suggests. I think Carolina is a pretty decent bet here. I don't really think it's like that complicated. It, it just seems to me like a lot of market respect for Florida, where it's like if I mean this is a meaningful game for Carolina, and if these two teams played in the playoffs tomorrow, it's going to be a pick'em. And I know home ice is being rated into it a little bit, but I'm not too concerned about that. I, I think it's just kind of a yeah for me. It seems like, and I know Carolina's been a little sloppier in front of goal lately and that kind of thing, but. Yeah, it seems like we're kind of downgrading them a lot to rate them evenly with Florida in a meaningful matchup. Yeah, it's going to be funny with the Hurricanes. Like, like if they lose this game, I think the futures market on Carolina could really drift and all of a sudden it, it becomes a little tempting because you might get the highest price on the Hurricanes you've seen all season the day before the playoffs start, which is going to be interesting. And your best bet... Cup again. <laughs> Not happening. No way. No, no, no. Your best bet, appropriately, you'll bring the regular season to a close on the show with uh, a fate of your your boys. Yes, I bet at this point I want them to lose. So, you know, it's almost this is the homer take saying that it'll go this way. But New Jersey's plus 100 to win this game in regulation. We talked about how it still means a lot to them. They've given the Capitals problems. The last game in Washington was a ridiculous shootout win where they could have won 6-2. I think that's just kind of the going rate where... The Caps don't really have the bodies to match them to control the the Jensen units kind of getting going again. But I just think defensively, the Caps have way too many forwards who aren't helping enough. They're not going to own much of the puck. I think it's a really tough matchup versus the Devils. I see this as a closer to minus 190 kind of game with it meaning something. And that's even putting a little weight on the fact that maybe Washington stabilized a bit. Even the Islanders game, not to shit talk your boys too hard, but I didn't think the Caps were that good. They kind of just got the ugly two-goal lead early off the Sandine little muffin from the corner and <laughs> kind of didn't get the push that I expected the Isles to have and just seemed like a game script that really worked out great for the Caps. But I still think they're a pretty bad side and, you know, hopefully they'll go out with a comfortable loss here to a really good team. All right, that does it. We will uh, quickly go over what we are our best bets and underdogs and then we'll get you set up for what the schedule will look like for the playoffs. So, Devils in regulation is your favorite bet of the night. I like Carolina on the money line right now, minus 110. 
as my favorite bet, the underdog round robin that I will be playing will be ugly. It's going to be Detroit against Tampa, Montreal against Boston, Arizona against Vancouver, Ottawa against Buffalo, and then deciding between either the Canes or Preds if Columbus versus Pittsburgh is meaningful. If it's meaningless, it'll definitely be the Blue Jackets as the fifth team. You like the Predators as your underdog. And that is how we'll do it. Okay, so for the playoffs, you'll hear from us on Line Change Monday morning. We'll record Sunday night. We'll do a breakdown, go series by series, talk about the futures as well. It'll be a big episode. We'll also talk about game one prices. And then from there, you will hear from us probably every other day until the playoffs slow down. Some teams get eliminated and we will rejig our schedule as needed. But get ready to hear from us a lot more. Can't wait. Round one is like Christmas, best time of year. A lot less stress. It could be. Too, it could be the like, worst time. Yeah, for you it's different. But yeah, we'll, I see. Mean, we'll see. We'll see how. in and win their two games or not. <laughs> Does it change your life that much? Yes. Okay. Well, I like that you have hope. For Nick Martin, I'm Michael Leboff. Thank you for listening to Line Change, the NHL betting podcast from the Action Network. Network reminds you, please gamble responsibly. If you or someone you care about has a gambling problem, help is available 24-7 at 1-800-GAMBLER.